Hey, good, uh, good, uh, now afternoon, Gooners. How are we all doing? Hope everyone's well. Yeah, here from a dreary Milton Keynes, which is great considering it's nearly the end of July. Anyway, so, um, obviously last podcast was just before the Liverpool game, which turned out to be a great result. Um, and a very good performance because Liverpool started off like a house on fire. And I'll be honest with you, I fe- feared the worst when Mane uh, tucked in that first goal. Yeah, and um, let's look at the way Arsenal played. Is you know we dug in and everything. Um, fair play to you know the goal scorers because um, Lacazette was very quick onto that back pass from Van Dijk. Um, and to be fair, Lacazette did quite well with the ball across to Nelson, who provided a good finish for the two-one lead. Um, so we had to sort of muster up a bit of a defensive performance. You know, we only had like thirty percent possession at home, which, to be honest, is, is not something that Arsenal usually suffer, but. You know, it's um, a very good Liverpool side. Obviously, they've been crowned Premier League champions by such a way that we shouldn't really be ashamed of that. Is you know, they're a very good side. Obviously, we're not blow smoke too far up their asses. Um, but obviously, we got the three points there, so that was a good performance. Um, and it, it was just—I'll be honest with you—it was just really nice to see that we could actually dig in and hold out. Um, so yeah, fair play to the boys there. Um, and then to be fair, like the Man City performance on the Saturday in the FA Cup final. What a performance that was. I know Bang Yang got the two goals, but again, another superb performance. They just looked like, you know, a team that we could really get behind. You know, to a man, they all worked their absolute asses off um, and got the job done against a very, very good Man City side. Um, so there was a lot to be proud of in those performances. So um, obviously we'll move on. Very disappointed with the performance of Villa, but I think that probably comes down a bit to the fact that there was a lot of tiredness in the squad from them two big performances in, what was it, sort of like four days, wasn't it, prior to the Villa game. Um, and players looked a bit leggy, there wasn't much goal threat. I know Nketiah hit the post and bounced out. I'll be honest with you, on another day that goes in, um, but it just seemed to be that Villa had a sort of the luck of the green a little bit there, so... You know, it is what it is. So, um, obviously, then we had uh, Watford yesterday, which started off brilliantly. You know, Watford, to be fair to them, were actually quite good the whole game. Didn't If it wasn't for sort of really poor defending, they wouldn't have been 3-0 down. Um, you know, again, and so David Luiz gives away his fifth penalty of the season, which uh, is, is slightly frustrating because that's a, that's a lot for one player. Um, and we've we've not even been awarded five penalties, and... Yeah, it's just very frustrating. And like you say, about like Welbeck with the goal, the second goal for Watford. Um, so he got away from Louise and Holden at the same time. Um, realistically, that ball shouldn't have got that far across. Um, we sort of owe, you know, Bangan got two. You know, so that was that was good for him. Um, it was a little bit frustrated with Eddie and Ketia because obviously we went through at 3-2. We went through and instead of actually just taking it on and going for goal, which probably was the easier option, he tried to pass it to a Bang Yang who fluffed his lines um, just to try and get level for top goal scorer. Which I, I completely understand why they want to sort of help a Bang Yang with his um, top, goal, top goal scorer stuff. But you have to sort of be realistic that we needed to win that game because... You know, at the end of the day, it's, it is about winning. We don't want to sort of just fluff a three-goal lead against a really, really poor and average Watford side. But they've got a couple of good players, but you know, nothing to write home about. So a little bit frustrating in that. The defending again wasn't brilliant. It was just thankful that Martinez was on form because he made two or three really good saves yesterday. Um, so again, he's not a worry for anyone. Um, it doesn't fill me with too much confidence moving forward to the cup final on Saturday. 
Because obviously, I hate to say because obviously I think I've been one of Mustafi's probably worst critics, but he's been one of our better defenders. And the way Holden's been playing at the moment is quite abysmal. And he just seems to have lost lost sort of all awareness. He doesn't seem to be, his positioning seems to be all out. His passing isn't very good. I don't know whether he's lost his confidence since he had that long injury layoff, but um, just hoping if he plays on Saturday that we get a much, much improved performance. Um, so David Luiz wasn't brilliant again yesterday and obviously gave away the penalty, but to be fair to him, that was again from holding his poor ball out. But, you know, still again another penalty that we've given away. And we just need, you know, we, we need players to be on form on Saturday. They, they cannot be none of this messing about because Chelsea are a lot better side than Watford. I and mean, at times we made Watford look world-class yesterday with the way we played. Um, it's quite clear that Arteta's still got a massive job on his hands, even if we win the FA Cup. Um, it'd be nice to see us obviously lift the trophy because, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, that'd be the 14th time. Um, always like beating Chelsea because again it's another club that you know massive owners big money spent and it's, it's always nice to sort of get one over them um, plus it's just sort of I don't really like Chelsea as a club anyway I think they're a bit classless and obviously you had like the people like John Terry and people like that um, who were such a sort of like they were the, the sort of poster boys for Chelsea for quite a long time and it just sort of didn't go I don't know, it just didn't sort of suit me as a football fan. I just felt they were a bit of sort of an arsey club and but that's a bit of class. Um, but, you know, we all have our own opinions on it. So, But, you know, I'm going to be really, really positive for Saturday. Um, actually, should we do the line-up first? So what I think will be the line-up will be Martinez in goal. Got to be Tierney at left-back, but then this goes against how we're going to play against Chelsea because they usually play one up top with two behind. So are we going to have three at the back? But I'm going to go for a 4-4-2, um, just to see. Um, so obviously we've got Martinez in goal. We've got Tierney at left back. It's going to have to be Louise and Holding, because there's no Mustafi, and Socrates hasn't played for God knows how long now. Um, it's, you know, Maitland-Nard isn't really letting anyone down at right back, but will he get in front of Cedric and Bellerin? Um, if they're both fit, who knows? But we'll go for Maitland-Nard at full-back. Um, just because he seemed to have played the last couple of games. So, yeah, why not with that one? Um, so, it, it will obviously the f middle two will definitely be Sabayas and Xhaka. Um, and I think the third, the third is the one I really struggle with. I personally, I would put Saka in there and give him that free roll in front of the midfield. Just a little bit more dangerous. And just don't, just again, I'm not trying to pan Joe Willett, but he just, like yesterday, doesn't look good enough. But, you know, we've got to give him a bit of time, so won't be too harsh on him. But at the moment, he doesn't look good enough. So, yeah, so Saka would play in that as a third midfielder. Um, and then up top, I think you've got to play your Bang Yang from the left and you've got to play Lacazette up front because sort of, you've got Bang Yang can still score them goals from that side, which is brilliant for us. But also, Lacazette gives us something that Bang Yang doesn't when he plays up top. The ball seems to stick with Lacazette quite a lot of the time if we can get the ball forward to him. Um, so honestly, I think yeah, those two will definitely start, and I think that's between the other thing will be between Nelson and Pepe. Um, Pepe's been quite quiet again. You know, he seemed to be picking up a little bit, but we haven't seen much from him in the last few games. Does seem to work a bit harder now, but not much else. So I don't know. Will, will it be too big a game for Nelson? Who knows? But we'll wait and see on that one. So between Pepe and Nelson for the other, uh, starting on the right. So 
Right, um, we're going to be really positive, and it's either going to be 2 0 or 2 1 to Arsenal, and we are going to lift our 14th FA Cup. That's my prediction. Did all right with the Liverpool game, so, you know, we'll roll, we'll roll on with that. Um, so, yeah, it's been so. Let's just have a quick go on about the season. So, obviously, we finished eighth, which, you know, we started at tenth yesterday. It's moved us up a couple of places. It's nothing to really be proud about because it's probably one of, obviously our worst Premier League finish since 1995. So, nothing to write home about. But then, at least moving up the positions means there's a there's a bit more money for the higher up you finish. Um, so, any money to help with towards transfers and. You know, bits around the club is always a good thing. So, you know, we, we can't sort of look past that. Um, you know, Mikel Arteta, to me, there has been improvements. We have looked a better side since he come in. But this summer's going to be massive if, you know, if we want to sort of progress and get any higher than eighth. Because the seven teams that finished above us this year were all better than us. So eighth is probably about a fair result um, in a league position. But you sort of look through the, the league again, there was a lot of drop points. There was leads given up. There was soft wins given away. You know, too many silly mistakes, penalty given away, silly red cards. You know, it's just, I don't know, we just got to get rid of this sort of mindset where, you know, we, we just need to be serious about everything. We need to just get on with it. We need to play our game. Not let anyone, um, not let anyone sort of, let us down, but like, I think Arteta's doing the right thing. You know, he pulls players off if they're not playing well at half-time and, and things like that. He does seem pretty proactive with that. But we're just at the end of the day, we need to sort of get back to where we were a little bit. And it's not saying that we're ever going to be back to like we were with like, the Invincibles and the, you know, the players that played in that era. But something needs to change and a few bodies need to come in with the right attitudes and sort of a bit more strength and quality. Um, to buff out this squad a little bit more, and I think that will help our tear. And I just, I honestly think we'll push the top six easy next year with the right investment. Because um, obviously we've already got, so we've got Cedric, we've got Mari, and I know Louise signed another deal, but they both signed on four-year deals, so that buffs out the defence slightly. Um, we've finally got Saliba, so he'll now be in the ranks for the um, upcoming season which starts I think it's on the September 12th now if I saw the news reports yesterday so that, that sort of helps and we've got Tierney Klasinac for the left so the defence okay but personally we need another centre back and we need to get rid of a couple in that lineup because they're just not good enough and we don't want to be putting Saliba with players that without being rude constantly making mistakes we need someone in there that's sort of sure of themselves you know, even if it's another youngster that's, you know, look at Akapan Kano at um, Leipzig, someone like that. But you get two confident youngsters together, you'll be able to maybe build a long-term partnership with that. So, but who knows what we'll do with regards to defender? Because we get seem to be getting linked with everybody under the sun at the moment. So, um, so obviously, like the midfield, we've, we've got Guendouzi. I'm getting the feeling he'll be leaving this summer. Um, I just think, again, I've stated it in past podcasts that I think Arteta's kind of right because if if he's not going to be willing to sort of buy into what Arteta wants from the club or what he wants from the players especially, then we shouldn't have bad eggs in the, in the camp. We should just get rid. Um, we've seen lots of reports about him this morning with Barcelona about um, so that Barcelona wants sort of 35 million euros plus Guendouzi for Coutinho. Personally... <laughs> 
Coutinho is a difficult one because on his day he can be world class. And compared to what Ozil provides, I get the feeling we'd get a lot more out of Coutinho than we would Ozil. But, you know, there is it does state that talks are ongoing, even if it was a loan with, you know, sort of a guarantee to buy at the end of the season or an option to buy. Quite happy to take Coutinho on a loan deal, no problem, because going forward he definitely offers something that we haven't got at the moment. So that's, that wouldn't be a bad deal at all. Um there was also noted that if uh, Guendouzi went to Barca, they'd be willing to offer up Rakitic or Vidal. Again, for me, not good enough because just Barca only getting rid of their old players. Not saying that Rakitic and uh, Vidal are not good enough, but it's old players again. We need to be getting sort of the younger core into this team. We don't need to be getting teams, I don't want to call them rejects, but the players they've had enough of and they've done enough for the clubs and they're getting old and they're running down and you know they're not as sort of good as what they were in their prime we don't want to keep doing that because that's how I sort of feel about the Louise one year deal I think we're keeping another player that's only steadily declining now you get one good game in every four it's it's not really good enough um, there's obviously reports about Thomas Partley don't seem to go away he would be the absolute ideal signing because he just looks you know you watch him play for Atletico and just what he brings to that team is incredible just stability that's what we need. Get a player like him in, perfect. Um, obviously, I've seen a report this morning that we've been backed in from Odds Checker, I think it is, which compares you know betting websites. Um, so we've come in from 33s to about 3-1 to one to sign Jack Grealish from Aston Villa. Again, if Coutinho comes, we don't need Grealish. Grealish, for me, is one of these players that I honestly think if he comes to a bigger club, and doesn't have all the pressure of trying to be the man for Aston Villa. And I honestly think he could become a really important player for one of these bigger sides. Only problem with him is he's English and he's obviously going to command a fairly big transfer fee. Um, especially now Aston Villa has stayed up as well. So they've got no real pressure to sell him because they'll still have the Premier League money. So that'll be an interesting one. Um, you know, we we'll just, we'll just sort of have to see. There's lots of things flying about, and until something gets announced on Arsenal's website, um, I don't know about you, but I don't really believe it until I either hear David Ornstein state that things are going on, or, yeah, like I said, as if it's announced on Arsenal.com. So, that's it. Uh, the only other real big thing to do with the players at the moment is uh, seeing what a bang yang will do with his new contract, because obviously, you see that there was a few um, posts about what his dad said to him. It looks like a decision has been made, but it'll be interesting to see what that decision will be. Um, I'll be honest with you, it would really gut me if we sold him because his goals, they're too much to lose. They're just too much to lose and it wouldn't be good enough to lose him because, again, he's the sort of player that, fair enough, I don't think the lot playing on the left is his best position, but still does the business from there. It's as simple as that. If we could get the right sort of players around him, like your Coutinho's or your Grealish's, you know, some of a bit more sort of oomph and you've got your Sackers and Pepe's, he could be the main man up top and not have to do this role um, anymore. Um, it's not that I don't rate Lacazette, but just to think the sheer amount of goals the Bang Yang scores, you can't lose that. Um, and let's be honest with you, with the current pandemic and the way sort of football's going at the moment... Um, you'll sort of see that you know fees won't be retrospective of what they really should be, and with one year left to go, 
we will not get a fee anywhere near what a banging yang is probably worth at the moment. Which, again, I don't want Arsenal to be this club who constantly lets their players run down the contracts like they've done with Van Persie, like they've done with uh, uh, Sanchez, like they've done with Ozil and then gave him a massively overinflated wage packet. It's just not good enough. The transfer dealings haven't, and contract negotiations have not been good enough. We should not be having all this messing about with these sorts of things. I know we've got Martinelli's been signed onto a long-term contract. Saka's been signed onto a long-term contract. Both brilliant in my eyes. Not bad things to do. We've got to keep some of these bigger, bigger players around them. We can't just constantly just hope that youth is going to be the best way. It doesn't work. You know, so... We'll just have to see what a banging does with that. But um, <laughs> on the off chance he ever does listen, please, please stay. Because, uh, well, Arsenal moving forward, they need players like you and a banging So, you know, I just I don't want to try and sort of brown nose him too much. He's never, ever going to listen to this podcast. But I'm just trying to get people to understand sort of like where I see it from. Um, and that I just don't want to lose him. Just think, you know, if it's a big deal for a 31 year old, yeah, I grant it. But, he doesn't look like he's lost any of his pace. His finishing's still decent. Yeah, right, he misses chances, but all strikers miss chances. His confidence is always there to take more chances. So, you know, there's nothing more to say on that. We need to keep a bang yang. So we've only got sort of like, I don't know, it's just about six weeks, just over six weeks from now. Then we've got the, in that time, we've got the FA Cup to the start of the season. So, Whatever they do with regards to recruitment, they're going to have to do it quick because you don't want sort of players coming in in the beginning of September not knowing the team, not being fit enough, not being ready. We need players in um, from the start, basically. But that's a, that's a real big hope for me there because, to be honest with you, we always seem to fart arse and piss about and just get in whatever we can at the end of the window, which is just not good enough. So we'll see, we'll see. So, you know, we'll do probably going to do another podcast either Friday or Saturday morning prior to the FA Cup final. Um, and we'll sort of just look into things a bit more in depth. Um, and hopefully then we'll have to do a podcast either Friday morning, uh, Friday morning, Saturday evening or Sunday morning, depending on how many beers I end up having. Because it will be a case of either celebrating or drowning your sorrows, I guess. Um, to sort of discuss through what happened in the cup final and how we played and, you know, sort of hope for the, that we won. That would be the biggest thing. So, yeah, right. Anyway, so probably waffled a bit. Um, obviously, we've covered a few things. Again, you know, just give out our handles. We have now got a Facebook page. So if anyone listening fancies coming over to Facebook and giving us a like, we are under Arsenal Anytime 1886 on Facebook now. Only got two or three likes, which is a little bit sad, but um, it's just started, so we'll just share a few things there. Um, it's the same sort of content that goes to our Instagram, which is Arsenal Anytime 1886. Same as our Twitter is Arsenal Anytime 1886. Um, but it's obviously the handle's slightly different, but you'll be able to find it through Arsenal Anytime 1886, because that's our username. Um, we've also got, obviously, CastBox, where it's the Arsenal Anytime show. And we've also got WordPress, which I'll be honest with you, I've been very lazy about writing blogs recently. Um, but that's uh, Arsenal Anytime at WordPress.com. So feel free to go over there and have a look as well if you want. See what we've been doing in the past. But um, hopefully with a new season coming up and everything, um, hopefully to sort of do a podcast a week. So we'll just take in all the games that happen in that week. And we'll look at lineups. You know, we're just going to try and expand. But, you know, so this, this sort of the 
since we've been doing this now, um, it's been sort of like a new thing to see how we sort of feel about it. Quite enjoying doing it. Um, we are sort of going to look at trying to put on some guests um, and try and get some link ups, but I've got to try and work out how to do that because um, the package we've got at the moment isn't the best. So we'll sort of see if we can upgrade a little bit and then um, we can get some people on who will share some more Arsenal opinions um, and just sort of try and you know be part of this a little bit um, you know if, if you feel like anyone listening if you feel like you want to be um, just drop us a comment on these podcasts because um, obviously we've got we've got a couple there already um, it's just nice to see that um, since the last podcast we've actually got three subscribe followers now um, so hopefully you know if people don't think I'm offering too much shit um, I do know, I'm hoping that people see that I know what I'm talking about. Um, Arsenal Football Club is literally, uh, by my you know, little boy and my missus and my family, one of the most important things. And I think I honestly care way too much, but that will never change. So anyway, have a wonderful week. Uh, all Arsenal fans and anyone else listening, if you just get bored and listen to a, a new podcast by a bloke waffling shit about Arsenal. Uh, and I will see you soon or speak to you soon or you'll hear from me soon so take it easy bye bye